Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Are you telling me that it's 8.25? Precisely. Damn. I'm late for school. You know, I have one simple request. And that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. You are asking me to be rational. That is something I know I cannot do. Well, whatever it is, it's gotta get by us. Right. Go get her, Ray! Okay. By the way, did you get the last recording I sent you? Uh, did you do the ones for the last Austin Powers? Yeah. I haven't checked, so... Probably. Hopefully. I can't work under these conditions. Well, you didn't let me know that you put it there. You told me to put it on there. I so know, and then you I... never and then you never told me that you did, so I assume you didn't, and I th- assumed we were gonna address it during this episode. And it wasn't in a back. rush. I wasn't in a rush because <laughs> we weren't putting the Why episode. Why did I not do it? I didn't that wasn't assuming you didn't. I just when I didn't hear that you did, I just assumed it hadn't been done yet. I wasn't upset by it. I didn't care. He seems flustered. He's very flustered. I'm not flustered. Now I am. <laughs> All right. Um, Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Who wants to do the Who wants to do the intro this time? It could be. It could be. Cole, you do it. Hi, I'm Cole, and let's welcome back to get a load of this movie, a fran- a movie franchise podcast, also known in Finland as "Whoa, well, throw that out the window." That's a live raccoon. Fair enough. Right. You know, we're gonna get movie nerds and. The U.S., but whenever, wherever, the, whatever they speak in Finland, I'm not too sure. Um, Finnish. Yeah, I'm Finnish. pretty sure it's Finnish. Finnish. Well, we're gonna... What are you saying? <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get a whole different type of audience right. because they think it's a live raccoon we're throwing out the window. Well, that's more of a visual medium. All right, so uh, I'm Zach. Um, I'm Corey. Right, and that was Cole who announced his name earlier. Okay, um, we were talking about Austin Powers 2, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Ugh. It was, you did bless you, or was that was that a reaction to the movie, Corey? Horrible. Hated it. I, I should have given a, I'm a little bit upset today. <laughs> the audience? You recorded when you were in a better mood. I feel like it's going to make your... But I, I, I started... I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give them the, my star rating now. I'm just going to give it. I was at two stars. Uh-oh. Today, I want to give it a one. I'm more upset. Oh, let's see if we can get that to a one and a half, Cole. Let's see if we can bump that up a bit. All right, so we're gonna just we're just gonna dive right into the background uh, and head into the green light. Spoiler alert: It's gonna be between a one and two, most likely a half. Let's see if we can get him to two and a half by the no. end of the movie. But that's just that's just I, what I, it's gonna I'll be. Get him to, I'll get him to for it if I really really wanted to. If I really put my mind to it. Okay, let's get going. We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the green light. Uh, you know, just some brief background. Um, we're going to incorporate, you know, some cast and crew background into this section here before we get talking about the movie itself. Uh, so once again, just like the first one, uh, Austin Powers and Spy Shaggy was directed by Jay Roach. Uh, it was written by Mike Myers. This time they added another writer, Michael McCullers. Uh, McCullers, uh, this was like I think what, like his first, one of his first, if not his first, big writing job. Now Cole, I don't know if uh, you know this uh, or have seen this movie. I mean, uh, have you seen Undercover Brother? I love that movie. Okay, that was his next movie he wrote after this. So good track record after this movie. I like that. But then he made three baby movies. Baby Mama with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Pretty solid. Uh, and then Boss Baby and its sequel. 
So, Corey, Corey, you were just talking to me about those movies. Those are some of your favorites, right? Boss Baby? I can't remember ever having a conversation about Boss Baby. Oh, my bad. I'm thinking of mixing you up with my other podcast. I must be, I'm sure. Um, what are you guys laughing about? That was dumb. <laughs> he, got, he got you good. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked you know, talk about Jay Roach, Jay Roach and Mike Myers on our last episode, so we don't need to have background there. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? No, no. I'm really just – I was making that up. Um, so it was released. Then why are you Jay, laughing so Because he thinks I'm funny. Let him Let him laugh. Stupid. <laughs> let him – like, Cole, it's okay. This is stupid. If you want to laugh, you can laugh. It's all right. Um, Corey's just really upset about the movie, everybody. It's no, okay. No, no. It was it was the grocery shopping. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk about that in our grocery shopping section later that <sighs> I added to the to the episode. Um, so released June tenth, nineteen ninety nine, a couple of years after uh, the first one. We said I already forgot the first one was ninety seven, right? Ninety seven, yeah. Yeah. All right. So a couple of years after the first one, I know pretty standard turnaround for a movie like this. Uh, this movie made a lot more money um, than the first one. Made three hundred and twelve million dollars on a thirty three million dollar budget. Uh, you know, an approximate thirty three million dollar budget. That's that's good, right? No, guys? Bad. that's pretty good. I'm asking yeah. the guys who took the business classes. That's good. Right? No, that's bad. Just yeah. like for society, bad. for society in general. Oh, okay. Um, well, it did receive an Oscar nomination. You know, relevant because the Oscar noms came out today. It received an Oscar nomination. Any guess on what? For what? No way. It did receive an Oscar nomination. You want? Does anyone? Did want to I guess? watch the same movie? I feel like I just watched. I, when, um, when you hear what the nomination is, you'll be like, oh, okay. Um. Best makeup? Yes. Actually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> fat bastard was he looked like a fat bastard. That it, it was convincing. I bought it. Okay. Um so that's you know, I, I really couldn't find much interesting background about this movie. I mean definitely not compared to the first, and that's just, you know, by virtue of it being an almost immediate sequel, you know. It's what year did it ninety nine, right? Ninety nine, only a couple years after the first one. So that means what immediately else was that after for best makeup. I can look it up. Yeah, Cole, let's, we're going to get our what, research what, team what, on that. What other movies can you think of in 99 that would have... I'm trying to I, think. Phantom Menace? I don't know hmm. what makeup the... the, the no, was Phantom uh, Menace 99? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Wait, you said it won for the Best Federation Makeup guys, or was nominated? It was nominated. I don't oh, think it won. Yeah, Topsy Turvy oh, okay. won. I thought you said Topsy Turvy. Oh, and and it was against um, <laughs> Bicentennial Man with Robin Williams. Oh, he's yeah, basically I've seen that he's in a prosthetic like robot suit the mm. entire movie. Who won? Who won? Who won? Tell us who. Topsy Turvy. Topsy Turvy. Just oh, okay. telling me about Topsy Turvy the other day. You said it was your favorite. What is movie with after this? Boss Cole, you gonna start laughing again? I might. This is pretty good. Boss Baby two, Topsy Turvy, top three. Um. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, so they added, you know, Elizabeth Hurley. You know, we'll get to that part in a bit. She's pretty much out as the main girl, and she's replaced with Heather Graham. Um, so Heather Heather Graham, you know, she came in to play Felicity Shagwell in this movie. Uh, she was in Twin Peaks, the show, and the movie in the early '90s. Not a big role. Then she was in Swingers, the Vince Vaughn movie. Uh, you know, with John Favreau. And Written stuff. and directed by John Favreau. It yeah. was not directed by John Favreau. I thought he directed it. No, he did not. Um, oh, Doug Lehman directed it. Yes. Uh, who directed Born Identity. All right. Um, then she, her main breakout role, I believe, was in Boogie Nights. I haven't seen it. Um, but I know that's you know that, that was a big popularity moment for her. Um, she actually has a cameo in one of my favorite movies of 1997. Um, and then let's <laughs> – do you, uh, you want to take a stab at it, Cole? You want to take a stab at it? Oh, God. 
Scream 2. You're right. Did you like my little hint there? Did you like the little... Yeah. Yeah. Stab? I completely forget she she's in the... that because it's a blink and you'll miss it scene, but it's like... Right. And she's playing yeah. a, you know, like a, a, a intentionally poorly written character on screen for the, the Scream movie within Scream 2. She plays the Drew Barrymore character on screen. And that, when she's like... I don't know you, but I dislike you already. Like, says lines like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's what I know her from. And then The Hangover, which was after this movie. But, um, yeah, this is, I think this is probably one of her most famous roles. Um, Corey, do you uh, you know Heather Graham from anything besides, like, Scream 2? No, I was thinking about it while I was watching. And I, I felt like I knew her from something else, but I couldn't put my finger Might on it. Might have been Hangover. Then, but then, but no, because like I looked at, later, though. No, because I, no, I, it was... Because that was the main thing. I was like, oh, my God, that's her. But I was like, she's in something. Like, what is she in? And then I, I thought it was on the top of my tongue. And then I looked it up. I was, like, trying to figure it out. And then I, I wasn't thinking of anyone, anyone on the list. So it was probably just another one of those, like, John Mulaney moments for mm. me where I was just like, maybe I maybe I thought she was. The famous there. cameo from, <laughs> from <laughs> John Mulaney her. as Andy Warhol as seen by Corey Keithley. As seen by. <laughs> so right. I, I, no. Yeah. Well, she she did have. I know you're a big uh, Scrubs fan. She did have. That's a, what it was. Oh my gosh! And Corey mm. just and she blew didn't, out the she mic. Didn't, she didn't show up because she was only on there for like two episodes or three episodes or something like that. Oh. That makes so. That's what it was. Oh my like, gosh! Why like did that not? Do we get another half star? I think we got a half no, star. I think it's going. I I think it, no. I, I think, think it, it is. is. I, think I, I think it is. No, I no, think no. he likes the movie, guys. All right. No, uh, they also added Vern Troyer. Thank you. They it also was added uh, yesterday. Oh my gosh! What'd you say? Oh, it was really like just, bothering. I feel like I just lost. I know that feeling. I feel like I just lost. Oh, that's been the burden you've been carrying with you all day. I've been thinking across the bear. Well, I was thinking about it last night, and then it was just like kind of like one of those things you can't get out of your head. I was just like, what? And anyway, but yeah. Uh, so they, they also big big new role in this movie. They added Vern Troyer. Uh, he's the little person who plays uh, Mini Me. Um, a great addition of the movie, in my opinion. But we'll, we'll get on. We'll get to that soon. Uh, I really, you know, don't know him in much. Uh, I mean, he was in Baby's Day Out. Was his first thing. He was like a double for you know the baby or something. Um, he was in Men in Black as a little alien kid. Um, Jingle all the way. I haven't seen it. Uh, but you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Um, According to Wikipedia, you know, so it's true, um, Myers was impressed with Troyer's performance while they were making it and then removed the death scene and gave him more screen time. So apparently he had a death scene, or maybe he's just referring to when he gets shot out into the vacuum of space, and then they added, they allowed that, him that to live might by the end. Be it. That maybe that that's what it was, it. and that was literally his death, because by all accounts he would have died there. Um... And the fact that you can hear him in like space as he's going out there. Wee. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, Cole. Um, so, Whoa. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, Vern did die in 2018. Um, so that sucks. But uh, I like him a lot in this movie. And then the last notable cast member added to this movie uh, was Rob Lowe as uh, the young young number two. Um, I thought this was. Uh, this is funny because apparently uh, he actually had this impression of Robert Wagner down already because he was dating one of his daughters before this movie. Hmm. Uh, and I, daughters, maybe plural, because Robert Wagner said, like, oh, he was always around my daughters or something like that. It's like, wow, okay, so Rob Lowe was always kind of, you know, in, in that household, uh, per se. Um, obviously, we know Rob Lowe now from, like, Parks and Rec and stuff. Um, Wasn't the guy that originally, or that was playing number two, you said Wagner? Yeah, Robert, Robert Wagner. Wagner. In the first one, in the 60s, wasn't he just playing 
Like, wasn't he just playing the younger version of himself? I know. I don't. I don't. I don't think he showed up until until the nineties. He didn't show up until the nineties. No, right. Once he, he once Doctor Evil arrives in the nineties, number he two. Doesn't. Number two yeah. reveals himself like I've been the one running Virgicon or whatever. Oh. It's since you, you know, got frozen in space or whatever. Oh. Um, yeah, so, but he 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 does a nice little impression. You know, he's good. I like the bit of him being like the you know younger version than Frau looking the exact same. Um, that, that was funny to me. But um, Frau Farbissina. Frau Farbissina. But yeah, we know him from Parks and Rec, and then he was in a. Before all uh, this movie, he was in The Outsiders. Uh, did you have to read that book, Corey? I know Cole and I did in eighth grade or seventh grade. I, or I, don't, I, don't, I don't read it. All right, well, listen to this cast. Let me read you a cast from the 80s. That it's a this hell of a cast. Okay, this is an 80s movie, um, but starring C. Thomas Howell, who's an 80s guy, but, you know, he's, he's in stuff. Mm-hmm. Matt Dillon. And you, you know Matt Dillon? Mm-mm. Okay, no. you'd, rec- you'd recognize Matt Not Dillon. Not by name. Uh, Patrick Swayze. Okay, I know that name. Uh, Diane Lane. Mm-mm. I think isn't that the mom and Man of Steel? Yeah, mom and Man of Steel. Um, Emilio Estevez. <laughs> Wait, the mom and Man of Steel. Mom of Martha Kent. Martha oh, Kent. Okay, that's I was like. Yeah, Emilio Estevez, who's like you know that guy who's in all those eighties movies. You know him, right? Right. Okay. Of and then uh, and then Tom Cruise, young young Tom Cruise. I'm gonna be honest. I only knew like two people. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you might know uh, the Karate Kid himself, Ralph Macchio. Oh, is he in that movie? movie? Yeah. He's oh, okay. Johnny. He's Johnny. I, I didn't. I didn't see the film. I just read the cast list on the Wikipedia page. We watched the film. Yeah. So. All right. Well, then he was. You know, the only other notable thing I'd say is he was in Wayne's World with you know, which is you know the Mike Myers connection before this. All right. So I think that just about covers it. Is there anything you guys, either of you guys, wanted to say about you know what led up to this movie with people in it or the people behind it? We covered I mean, a lot. We did in the first one. Yes, well, I know. At the time, Rob Lowe was. I'm pretty sure this was after the West Wing started too, so he was a pretty hot commodity. I think the same year. Like, I think it starts to, 99 or 90, maybe 98. I don't but know. to get him in this movie, you can tell like the budget's being up, like the pressure's being up. It's for a big this movie. Film. I mean, it's a, I mean, the first one was a big deal, and so they, you know, they obviously they um, got to up the ante. They well, and they we'll discuss if they up the ante or not. But they, they definitely up the budget. That is definitely true. Um, so yeah, we might as well just start products. start the movie and. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll call action. Even the opening scene, there's always some random girl who gets a call that undoubtedly ends up getting her killed. It's all so predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming. <laughs> Did that surprise you? <laughs> Why? Because you talk too much. <laughs> Now shut the fuck up and watch the movie. All right, so we're just going to talk about the movie now. And, you know, this is where most of the discussion or whatever takes place. So uh, we start with a nice new song. Little, little uh, Evil is his one and only name thing. I love that. I love that little, you know, like 60s style James Bond villain type song that they give Dr. Evil in space. You know, you know what I'm talking about, Cole? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do know the song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. Uh, so, you know, we get the intro, we get a Star Wars, you know, you know, title, scroll or whatever, scroll. Um, we get the background on everything. Yes. Dr. Evil had a, a song? It was like, evil. Evil is his one and only name. That thing? That was great. Was that before the, the scroll? Dude, we should start a it band. It might have been before the scroll. No, it's... Uh, it's. I think it was I before th- the scroll. I think it's... it's a, no, because it's after, because he... You have the narrator reading, yeah, and yeah, then, and that's after the song. 
shit. I think the song plays with the opening credits. We're we're splitting so, hairs here. I I missed that. I unless didn't, I didn't get the I didn't get the song. Oh. Mine opened with the scroll. Well, that's why you gave it two stars, man. Oh. You missed the, oh. <laughs> you missed the song. <laughs> All right. Song. That was it. All right. Um. So then we we, we meet up with Austin. Uh. On his honeymoon with Vanessa, mm-hmm. and what I would, you know, you don't like to say this about movies. I do think it opens with its best scene. Um, I do think <laughs> it's just so unapologetically disrespectful to the last movie and does not care about making sense whatsoever. Well, well I was oh I was kind of thinking about this with like the older Bond films. There was this little sense of continuity, but it didn't get like dragged on. They never these repeat. Movies. They never yeah, repeat. Exactly. Women. You know, the the girl never comes back, which is, I guess, maybe a joke in itself that they get rid of the one from the last movie in such a, like, what? Like, (laughs) such, such like, a gratuitous way that she's, like, just gone forever and they never mention it What was the first hint? What was the first hint? She, like, kind of just, like, rewinds herself and, like, says the same thing It was, like, a glitch while they were in the bed, and he was just, like... That was a bit odd. He's like, like I'm gonna go watch just, a movie. Yeah, and then he started just <laughs> like some random ass movie. He's like, oh, that's my favorite movie or whatever. And <laughs> yeah. He rewinds it, and then she just starts coming in backwards and so, stuff. I don't remember seeing this movie at all, and so I was like, what is going on? But then as I was watching, I was like, okay, I kind of remember yeah. what happened. Uh, at the begin at the beginning, I was just like, I was thinking he was in a like he was being he got captured like how Captain oh, America at the beginning, that he was, and like, so that's why like his favorite movie was on. Like mm. she's kind of fake. And so I didn't think they were just going to, like, completely throw out the first movie, which I want to start with this. One, hated that. Hated that they just kind of, like, whatever. Doesn't matter. Like, even they made a wink. This is, like, hour and 20 minutes in the movie. They were, like, well, no, it was, like, in 30 minutes into the movie. They were, like, we're not worried about it, and neither should you be. I was just oh, like, the time travel Yeah, thing? which I'm, like, okay, that's fine. But it felt like they were honestly saying that just about the entire movie. Like, you're just here to have fun. Why does anything matter? Corey? I feel like Tenet almost has the same thing, though, with its own time travel rules. They have, a, like, the scientist be, like, when they're, she's, like, explaining it to, like, the main guy, the protagonist, he, she's, like, try not to think about it. Just feel it or whatever. And, and in that moment, it's kind of like they're talking to the audience, too, in there. And this is, like, the, the comedic Austin Powers version of that, except they actually look at the audience and then, like, wink at us. And if Basil Exposition says it, we should believe it's it. It's exposition. It's I, uh, I just didn't. I didn't. Pre- I, I was just so That's confused. Fair, right? You're not wrong. I was just so confused by most thing, most decisions they made, and especially at the beginning where they're just like, "Oh, she was a robot the entire time." Oh well, like we're not good. Like, Unfortunately, we knew all along. Yeah, and then <laughs> it was Austin just, just kind of like questions it. And which, like, um, he's okay. like, "Yeah," which I was just like. There's just so many other things you could have done. Like there, what? Like you would you prefer re- they kill her off in a skiing accident? I would have preferred anything else. I think you make it too dark if like Doctor Evil kills her. You know that would be too dark. You know because then you actually have to have Austin okay. deal with like a death. I think so. I think that's what they did. It. You can either so not have her in it at all. Then she was fake the entire time. I don't believe that, but that's what the movie wants no, but you to that's, believe. So, like, they're it's saying just, she was fake the entire time to not have to put Corey, Austin through. It's like, a joke. Is, no, no. Let's stop talking about it then. Let's move on to the next thing. Earth to Brett. <laughs> you know. Earth to Minkus. I understand it's a joke. I get it. <laughs> no, I don't think you do know it's a joke. No, I get it. It's a joke. I get the joke. I just didn't think it was very funny, and I thought it was oh, such. A, oh. And I oh. thought it was such a turn from what the last movie was, because I thought mm. the last movie was like, yes, it's funny. It kind of makes fun of itself a little bit, but like just a very tiny bit. This movie but winks like, at us a lot more. It just 
it makes fun of itself so much more. And like you were saying, you could tell like they really loved the James Bond films when making this, even though they were sat- doing a lot of satire on those movies and pointing out why they're kind of ridiculous and making them even more ridiculous on top of that. It just felt like this one was making fun of itself. And it was like, now we're the joke. And it's just like, but that's not what the first one was so like, that's not why the first one was funny. Mm-hmm. Well, that actually goes into what I wanted to talk about with the opening number. Even in the opening number, you can tell, like, the first one, yeah, it's this homage to Hard Day's Night. And then in this one, it completely ups the ante. Well, with the bit from the last movie, with the with the avoiding actually seeing him naked. Yeah, but it's this just entire movie. idea that... They do it for a whole opening. Yeah, yeah, this entire opening is doing this. He has the synchronized swimming number in the pool, like... This entire film, like, lets you know within that opening number, this is going to be completely different almost. I do like I do like, like the opening song. But it was the exact same movie as the first one. It That's is. the other thing. It like, is. It's not completely different. It's just we, we're going to tell the exact same story and be the exact same movie, except this time we're going to make fun of ourselves and we're going like, to be the butt of the joke, like how we're just so goofy and silly. You're not wrong. Like you're not it, wrong. Thank you. Okay, thank you. It, you so you're, not, you're, no, compl- you're correct. You're I'm correct. Not okay, I'll like, play de- let me play devil's advocate for okay. you. I'm not even saying I that just, I just think this, but I this just, is. I just an wanted to say that. how like it wasn't like I didn't get the jokes because I got the jokes. I did think the jokes hold, were funny. Hold it and mean no, that. No, no, but like, hold it and mean I, it. I understand that. And sometimes that's, but that's not a good uh, defense against like not liking the movie, I, not getting the jokes. No, because if you don't get the jokes, then it wasn't. Should have been a better joke. It wasn't for you. Like at the end of the day, that's what it was. But like these jokes, it was just so much different than the first one, and it made me enjoy the movie less. Even though, like, the jokes by themselves, if you just took it out and, like, that was the scene and, like, that's the entire thing of it, that would be a funny – that's a very funny scene. Like, each one of these scenes were very funny. It was just not why the first one – like, not why I liked the first one. And it's, like, it took away from what Austin's – I mean, Austin yeah, that's, was. that's perfectly fair. And, I mean, I just – I I think I looked at it a little differently. I'm just, like – Okay, it's a dumb like throwaway joke. They're doing like the whole. Bond but they're not throwing away a joke. Line. They're throwing away a whole character. Yeah, but that's wow. what I meant. These like the, <laughs> the way like they the Bond writers kind of used to write these Bond girls, which was they were in one movie right. and then they weren't in the next, and that's how I kind and of and also the at movies the way... themselves are kind of copy and paste, you know, yeah. missions whatnot, and and that now acknowledging that as a joke doesn't excuse one for doing the same thing. Exactly, Same thing, yeah. which is what it more or less does. This movie does, but I think that I, I put it this way: I don't think that was lost on them. I don't think they didn't realize they were making a very similar movie. I think they you, knew that. You think they knew they were making basically the exact same movie? I do. I do. I just don't. I thought. I think uh, okay, they thought think, that the joke of that would I think be they, uh, enough. Oh my to gosh, offset that, that inherent problem. That's not funny. Like I don't even think that's I mean, something they flip I don't it. get. It's not like, the it's exact not... same movie. They but they they repeat a lot of the beats and they reverse the roles. They have Austin. That's all it is. It's reverse roles in the same exact story. Like it, instead of Austin being the one who's like smart and well, not smart, but like kind of competent and able and like we see multiple sides of him it's just all these other characters doing it and he's just there saying groovy well, well, the entire we... way through it's just like yeah it's taking away from him he wants that we'll tell you what though mike myers has three roles in this we've only talked about one of them uh you know we get to the next one we uh we meet dr evil again he's uh on... this is i love that the government finds out that he's returned on jerry because springer. one of them is turned on jerry springer and he's like <laughs> we got a general we got a problem here or whatever, because Dr. Evil's on, on Jerry Springer. I love the whole, like, oh, well, we got a surprise for you, Scott. 
and then like he comes in and it's like oh my my dad I the, hate the name of the episode is my dad is evil and wants to take over the world and there's like a Ku Klux Klan guy there I think there's also like a guy in it's like, like a Nazi full uniform, Nazi right? garb yeah, yeah. so oh, we're comparing really? Doctor Evil to these guys I don't think he's as bad as those guys but he just wants to blow up the world with a laser right which in I guess in, is inherently say blowing up a city worse. blowing up a city but when it's bad. not prejudiced <laughs> against any one person it's 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 more. It, oh, it's, it's better. Okay. It's, it's not a hate crime, you know? Oh, so just regular blowing right. up the city is better than a hate crime. I mean... <laughs> okay, but yeah. Oh, I my mean... God. No, 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 no. No, that's not what I meant. You're putting words not... I'm just saying, if you heard that someone blew up a city... Yes, I'd be Would like... you think worse about him if he blew up an only black city? Or if he blew up a city of all races? How about this? How about this? How about this? This is, this a, is a better comparison. Wait, wait, no, no, no. no, Here, no this I is a better comparison. This is a better comparison. <laughs> what if you heard someone blew up a city of like a million people? Right. Or you heard they blew up a city of like. Mm. Uh, this is hard. This is hard. Mm. Never mind. No, because I was going to say like a lesser number of just like a certain race of a certain city. Like mm. it was like a, a predominantly black city. But Are you like, asking me who's a worse person? But it only, but it only had like 200,000 people. But then I'm like, you can't compare lives like that. So like, okay, they're, they're not going to anyway. really make jokes about the, just the general megalomaniac, uh, you know, you right. power hungry guy. That, that was a bit, that was the, a bit too much. Then the racist guy. That was a bit too much. Right. Um, all right. Well, either way, you know, he gets into a fight. I, I love that he's he's telling he's telling his son he's not evil enough. But then some other guy yells at Scott or says something to Scott. He's like, "Well, you, you don't talk to my son like that." And then he like he goes off. And he like starts beating up the guy who said something to Scott after he was just saying all these things to Scott, or whatever. And then he, uh... and he, he does like his son a little bit, if you want to read it. And then he beats up Jerry Springer, too, when Jerry tries to, like, calm right. him down. Yeah, well, no, it hints at the whole, they got a weird, Dr. Evil's got an interesting, I guess, ish subplot with, you know, being a father in the sense that he pretty much, and they replace him, replace Scott with literally just a different, a little version of himself, which is all he wanted, I guess, which is what he always kind of hints at, that Scott's not like him enough. But, you know, they own Starbucks now. Uh, his lair is in the Seattle Space Needle, um, <laughs> which, you know, I'm fine with. Uh, Corey does not look happy with the Starbucks thing. She's like, what? They're <laughs> making money off of it, Corey. I understand. Like Dr. Evil is and the movie. It's good business. It's just good business. I understand. It would have been so much more Dr. Evil and so much more, like, this character to do, like, anything like why not get well no the joke is that he owns starbucks now and he can make more money than he ever has just by owning a legitimate business i know but like but it, it just bothered care. me what, how they it just bothered me how they did it i i liked the joke and like because that's what kind of number two that's what number two is he's like why are we even messing with yeah. this like evil <laughs> we can, scheme we can make so much more we money can just we can make so much more money and we can actually make money doing anything else right. like we don't have to and we have the means and we now own like the most profitable uh, coffee shop that will ever exist. <laughs> yeah, so I did enjoy. I did think that was funny. Yeah, I thought that was funny the first time. It's included in the two stars. Okay, okay. so that's how we got there. <laughs> so that's good. Um, anytime we get to a point where it, something contributed to the two stars that it did get, you let me know. I want to okay. hear you say some nice well, things. The uh, uh, we'll mini me, yeah. mini me, well, well, which is right we, now. I know. Which which is right now. I know. That's why I was gonna. That's why I was we mentioning meet mini me. Now. Yeah, because that was that also. One, he's exactly like you in every way. <laughs> one, one eighth your size. I, I did like mini me. He had some good things, <laughs> and I love that they're. Just found out he existed, and they're so simpatico right away because they got his own little chair right next to him. And, <laughs> and he gets a little cat. cat. He gets his own little small cat. And he wants to, like, gnaw 
gnaw on the ear. He's like, no, we don't, we don't gnaw on our kitty. <laughs> we just stroke it and pet it and love it. You know, like I love, I do like the how uh, he just they, they don't skip a beat with uh, um, Mini Me jumping it's, into the. It's they're bringing in the person he wanted Scott to be, and right. he's perfectly like in sync with Doctor Evil. Yeah, yeah. Just, the way I, that he immediately Scott says something like you know smart ass to Doctor Evil, and then he immediately gets on the table to like kill Scott. Oh yeah, like falls across yeah. the table. He's like, no. like Frau sprays him with a bottle or whatever. I really liked uh, every single time they would do air quotes. Laser. <laughs> like, yeah, whenever they, they would both do it yeah, together. When they do it together, that was yeah. Really it's good. like that. Like how do they? He's just already like I guess. It, I mean, because it's his clone. I yeah, guess it's, it's the exact same. It gets it. It understands. Him. He understands. Um. So we we learned that you know his plan is to steal fat bastard or steal Austin's mojo. Uh. Back in 1969. Ugh. You know, Where whereas, you know, Scott obviously makes a point, like, why can't you can... just go back and kill him or whatever? And it's just like, well. When, when can we talk about the mojo? Uh, Now it's a good time because this is where Fat Bastard steals I know, but it. there's a lot of, oh, this is when Fat Bastard Yeah, because we see him do it. We see him do it while Dr. Well, Evil's explaining it. Oh. We'll, we'll get to the, yeah. Well, the Austin well this thing, is we'll, after, yeah. like, Austin's Austin, photo shoot with, yeah. you know. Yeah. Ivanta and yeah. Rebecca Romain. We're, we're playing the hits. We'll get to the stuff that actually, you know. Um, Rebecca Romain. Because I have a problem with the uh, the mojo. Thing. <laughs> with the mojo. For, for those at home, Corey just put his hands on his fi- or his fists on his hips. So if we want, if we're talking about that, I'm okay with talking about it now. But you guys you have talk to about know. the mojo. I'm dying. Let's talk about the mojo. Let's, let's about the mojo. talk so about let's the mojo. Fine. Okay. So he goes back to 1967. Yes. Nine. Right? Nine. 1969. Because he left in 1967. Right. But he goes back to 1969. Um, he steals the mojo, and immediately Austin's like, "Oh no, baby, I lost my mojo." I I love. It was good. It was good. Right there, contributed. You know that part where it's like he all of a sudden doesn't have it. I like it because mm-hmm. it also goes into their time travel rules of like we don't care. Like it just kind of yeah. it is what it is. Like at that point, you know. Right. And so I'm like, okay, fits perfectly fine. Contributed to the two stars. Okay, that part. But uh, so he like has to leave bed because one, he's like kind of like I don't, I can't do this. You know, he's like that's kind of what it means. Like when he's taking the mojo, he probably can't get it up. You know, he can't get it up, and he's not as smooth as he was. Is mm. that what we all assumed, right? I mean, it's it's the smoothness in general, and right. how it applies okay. to okay. every hold, aspect, hold, every hold aspect perfect. including the perfect. lovemaking. Perfect, perfect. Hold that thought. Hold that thought and hold it tight. He steals the mojo, mm. and now Austin has to, like, leave bed because he's like, I, I can't do this anymore. I lost my mojo, right? He lost his mojo. He can't do it. He's probably – I also attributed it to him, like, not being able to hold it up. That's what I attribute. I think that's part of it. Anyway – he he, fat bastard. Go gives it to Doctor Evil. Doctor Evil then um, drinks it. Right. He drinks it, and immediately he becomes this suave, kind of really smooth talking, or whatever he says, kind of comes across as really smooth. And he's really like set, like he's he's really he's, he's just he's feeling good. himself. He's, he's feeling himself, and he's got he's got the mojo. You know what it is. But listen, 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 listen. Okay. And then he's able to like really please that uh, frau frau sexually, sexually yes, frau for. Farbissina. Farbissina. Frau yeah. Farbissina. What? I don't get it. No, that's her name. That's that, literally her name. That's her name. Is it like a joke for something? No, no it's frau. just, it's a, just frau. a funny name. Okay, no, okay, it's okay. Just okay. Like a, as long as we're on the same page. It's a really funny alliteration. Frau Farbissina. Okay, like, good. I'm glad we're all on the same page. But he gets it, he drinks it, and he's all, he's able to please her, and she's like really into it, and like right away, he's like, get everyone out of here. You know, like, yeah. is his mojo. 
Where in the rest of the story does Austin not have mojo? He is literally slapping ass and he is getting these people like he is oh. he is calling his partner basically in the bed so easily. Like there is almost nothing stopping him. No, there's nothing stopping him. What do you want to say? I was hand. gonna say is that no, it's the exact opposite, is that she's calling him to bed and he's nervous because he doesn't have his mojo. She is putting on all the moves on him the entire time. She he is making very little move. He's kind of going along for the ride and trying to hope so that he does okay. You think that's well, then, just because at the very, at the end, that he, he's attractive in the joke sense? Yes. Like he's okay. Like okay. One of a very attractive person that she Let just me, can't handle it. Well, what it is is it's the and this is what I was going to say when you're talking about Doctor Evil. It's not that you are that much better at things. It's it's what it is is confidence. Here's he the, lost his okay. confidence, but he did in everything because the character did not change except for that small moment. And when he had to leave bed with, I want to f- uh, hump a lot. No, well, it's the same thing. And with then he, he the Heather Graham character. I want to hump a lot, and then he leaves bed with her, and so like there you see it. And then when it comes to the time where they actually do get in bed with each other, he's just like, I can't do it. Like it come. And those are the only two times that you see a difference in Austin Powers from before he takes the mojo to after. Like he literally has a photo shoot with himself. It's like where he's doing the exact same thing he did right before. Yeah, he's doing it to himself. But like, you, if you don't have confidence, you're not grabbing that camera. You're not tossing it back. Like the character is the exact same character. And I understand you can't make the same jokes. You have to try a little bit harder if you want to write a character that's kind of complex. And if you get him, give him some issues. But they gave him an issue, and then he didn't have to worry about that issue the entire movie, except for two very specific scenes. It was poor writing. It was so poor writing. And if it was just like they should have just made it where he's like, oh, he can't get it up. Because that would be too simple. Okay, but if that's too simple, then don't like what they showed Doctor Evil having by him drinking the mojo is not what they took away from Austin Powers. It was confidence. No, it was. He had the confidence then. (sighs) But he did. But Austin Powers didn't lose it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think there. I don't think. Put it this way. I don't think he became just you know a bumbling idiot or anything obviously but he definitely i I think there's a degree of uncertainty in himself that he has he can still say groovy i still have a good time at a party well no no you're right you're you're right if you're unconfident that those are things that wouldn't normally happen like if you lose all your confidence you're not gonna be maybe he's more insecure but it's he's, he, he definitely didn't show is. It, but he didn't show it whatsoever. He shows it with Heather Graham's character. I think. Oh he does. yeah, he definitely does. What? Because especially towards the end when she when she's talking about what she did with Fat Bastard and all that, and he really doesn't have the. It all hits him a little bit but more that than was, it would. That have hit was him more before that. That. I think it's funny how in, I don't think, in that way she takes the role he had because it's in the, the exact first same movie. movie. Because it's the same movie. Because it's the same movie. It's the same movie with roles reversed. It's the exact same and then movie. He no, actually, this one's called food. Spy Who Shagged Me, and the other one's just, you know, awesome. But it has the exact same things happen, except it has man of different No, 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 characters. you're right. No, you are right. I was thinking the same thing, and that's kind of what I pretty much I wrote. attributed him being, like, insecure and, like, not, like, comfortable with her sleeping with the spy because, one, that happened, he did that, and he saw how it hurt someone, mm-hmm. and he's not an idiot. No, he's not. He, he's not he obviously has a good heart. And so yeah. that's why I think it – because he took that. He was like, oh, my gosh, I hurt someone. I don't want to do that again. And so it became like morally wrong to him to do something like that to someone you're involved with closely. And he assumed they were involved or something. Yeah. And so that's why it hurt him. I didn't attribute it that to – I attributed it to character growth in the first movie. I didn't contribute it to anything that happened in this movie. That Fair enough. Thought. Fair enough. Uh, you know, you know, Corey, you make a lot of great points, and I agree with just about most to to maybe even all of them. But I think I 
Yeah. How, what was your star rating? I want to know. Well, I just no, want to we'll know. Get we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. I just want to know. We will get there. I know. So do the so do the listeners. We'll get there. I don't think you gotta wait. You gotta wait. We'll get there when we get okay, there. Okay, we'll move it up. All right, well, we got to talk. He, he, he gets sent back in time in his Volkswagen Beetle, skirts right in the middle of, I guess, his. it says Austin's it's, pad. I guess yeah, his house was on a continuous his... party even while he was frozen, which is cool. Like, that was, like, one of his wishes, like, keep this party going even while I'm frozen. Uh, he shows up, and everyone loves, like, oh, my God, it's Austin Powers is here. And then one of Dr. Evil's assassins is there waiting for him, you know, kind of an attractive woman <laughs> who just doesn't. Just doesn't die. Um, <laughs> the entire the, bit of her getting like shot multiple times. It really is only funny <laughs> at the point where she survives the bazooka blast, and then she's talking about how the fall will kill them both or whatever. <laughs> and then he like once you commit her. to a bit, there, there's there's the way I look at it. There's a trajectory of bits, right? If the bit is not a lot, of bits have to be funny from the start, right? And if it's not really that fun at the beginning, and then it keeps on going, it's like. Uh, and then if it keeps on going even beyond a, a middle section where you assume it must end and it gets to a certain point where it's like it, they're still doing it, it's almost like the absurdity that, that the bit has gone on this long becomes funny. And that's what I would say is, is, is happening with her being alive, falling out the window, and then him grabbing her as a way to land or whatever. I'd also like to add side note about this scene. Uh, I really enjoyed the, the fact that – so Felicity Shagwell is a what, – she's what, CIA? She's American, right? And she's yeah. also just a dancer at this at Austin's pad with these girls. Um, American woman's playing cool, by Lenny you know? Kravitz. I do love this. This is uh, part of the stuff I loved about the first one. And, you know, a lot of these things, like Corey has alluded to, isn't as fresh when they repeat things. Still seeing Austin's pad like this and all the 60s psychedelics and, you know, the cool music and all that. All that stuff is, I like, I like this scene a lot for that reason. And this is really the only scene where you get it. Uh, which I'm not saying is a problem. You can't spend a whole movie like that. I'm just saying I do enjoy enjoy that production design and that scene and that vibe and all that. Um, and uh, so we've introduced them. She's coming on to them pretty hard. Felicity is, and they're driving away. You know, any any thoughts on 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 that whole sequence? Cole. I mean, the moments where it's just the two of them. Like the the early ones don't hit as hard and you can't really see this like uncomfortableness Austin feels until she starts getting flirty and like the later scenes like after they fight Mustafa. Like yeah. that's where you like really see it. She me. she is I don't know if I said this on the last episode. I would I would just this whole introduction to Heather Graham's character, um, and the things that she says, the innuendos that she drops, like right off the bat. I just don't believe such a person has ever existed. There's no way. You're right. I mean, there's just no way. And I'm not saying like, oh, I'm not saying that's a detriment to the movie. I'm just saying there's just such a, wow. I mean, she's she is something else. Um, but I was gonna say just all three all three women leading women in these movies are like, honestly, about as insanely attractive as it gets with Elizabeth Hurley and Beyonce and then Heather Graham in the middle. Um, Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. We'll get we'll get there. Um, Right. No. Yes. Uh, so, uh, da da da. We have uh, they get you know tracked down by Will Ferrell. His character is alive in the seventies. Remember he or he in the sixties. He doesn't get killed till the nineties. Right. Right. He has the three questions. He has the three question that I think is really good. He um, is Mustafa, and he will be killing you now. Damn, three times. Um. So that's I like, and then they get technical with the new line of questions. He's like, oh no, that was three times, and he's like, no, that was a new. Li-. You said, do I really have to ask you? That's a new line of questioning or whatever. And it's like, so that whole thing is, um, I really enjoy that. And then he, he gets killed by Minnie Me and a baby character. So you said that he was um, 
not a big get because I because I was like, oh, he was probably one of my favorite. I, I don't think he was famous back then. He was just he, on he was in he was SNL. Yeah, he was yeah. yeah, but Mike Myers, Mike Myers. I'm I'll put it this way. I don't think that like, oh shit, they got Will Ferrell. I think it's. Oh, that's that guy from SNL. That's really funny. Well, I don't think so. He wasn't he, a movie. Put it this okay. way: it's not a movie star. Get if you get if you I'm get a random a SNL movie. cameo now. But it's not random. That's not What's random. It's like getting like Pete Davidson. No, because Pete Davidson has transcended SNL now. Let's see who's, well, now, who's on SNL. It, it was like getting Pete Davidson when he was still on SNL. That's still a big get. Yeah. Okay. Well, sure. If you like, it's not like it's one of the smaller. Okay. Like right I, now, I can't think of anyone on the cast right well like, right. i, well, I, I know, like, not as I'm, good, well i'm trying to but... think of anyone on, like i can think of people on the cast i know who's on the cast chloe i'm trying Fine. to think of keenan thompson I'm, chloe fine i'm she's trying to think of other people yeah, she's, like she's good big people that would be like that but i think the last one was like pete davidson yeah i think well, well he's will ferrell will ferrell was like pete davidson at the time hmm. that's, that's the poll quote that's the poll quote from the episode <laughs> <laughs> Corey says pete davidson was no will ferrell, will ferrell was, was pete, pete davidson, davidson of the 90s of the late time. 90s no but i think it was like that kind of stardom on snl so he yeah. was like one of the top comedians and people knew of him right. very well and okay. so i think it, i think this does classify as a cameo yeah all right yeah yeah fair enough um I just so, thought about that. No, I, no, I, yeah, sure. I just, you can when, when we were camera. watching them. That's fine. And I wanted to bring it up. No, well, I'm glad you did. I'm <laughs> glad you too. never hold, never feel like you can't say something on here. You know? I don't want to talk anymore. Right. Um, so Fat Bastard gives Dr. Evil the mojo, and then we, we talked about it. He drinks it. They have sex with Frau, and then she ends up being with child, which, you know, right when Scott shows up back in time. Oops, I wonder, I wonder pretty, what that pretty, is. Pretty nose on the head. Yeah, pretty nose on the head. That's exactly <laughs> how the saying goes. Um, so... <laughs> You know, they announced the plan to hold the world hostage with a laser to the moon. Um, and I guess now is a fine time to talk about it. Um, I like the Tim Robbins. This is a cameo. Tim Robinson. Tim Robbins is the president. What's the, what's the saying? <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Okay. Would you say hit the nose on the nail? Would you say? <laughs> Ladies know. and gentlemen, Corey is crying. <laughs> He's just talking about the, the movie. Is it the head on the nose? <laughs> Yeah, I was willing to go with. I was willing to go with it. Um, But yeah, Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is the president when they are threatening the world leaders. I do love the. Well, it's just the it's just the White House in this one. Oh yeah, it's just the White House, sure. But because they're threatening DC. We didn't do. We didn't repeat the United Nations bit from the last movie. It's actually really funny though. They use the same general who wakes Austin up in the nineties. Oh, and he's in like he's in the. He's in the cabinet, but the way they scare him, like they pick the one clip from Independence Day where the the White House is getting blown up. I would imagine that was actually from a movie, but uh, the real laser would look a lot like that. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I do like that. From the Alan Parsons And when when they want to blow up the moon later, that's so good. And he's like, oh, would you miss it? Would you miss it? You, know, you can't nuke the moon, sir. <laughs> you ex- you suggesting we blow it? We nuke the moon. Um, so Felicity uh, is really coming on to Austin pretty hard and asks for a massage and even you know undoes the back of whatever shirt thing she's wearing. Um, this is where he's like, no, like we can't, right? Yeah, yeah. I That's mean, she's all, really putting is, it out there the, for him. And one getting, of the only other scenes that we see. Yeah. But he's still got that that sense of humor, man. He's still funny and charming. He just doesn't realize that he is, you know? And that's what he learns by the end. Then what's the point of the mojo? Just realizing that you're funny and stuff? It's realizing 
you need Quincy Jones to compose the score for your movie to have mojo. Well, but then what was the point of Dr. Evil getting all that mojo and being able and like, to have sex with Scott? Or to, no. wait, no, 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 to have sex with Frau conceiving Scott. Yo, but like, Zach, what was whoa, the? Bro. I just don't understand. Like, if he all he lost was the realization, <laughs> like that's not what Doctor Evil got. Doctor Evil all of a sudden got like these very smooth talking. Like everything he says is really charming. I was really only there in that one scene, though. I, well, I understand because he, he only drank a little bit. He only drank a little bit. That's right. I'm not, I'm not arguing about that. On. Like that, that made sense. To yeah. me. <laughs> he drank a little bit. He, he just sampled it. Yeah, he just took a sample. Took a little Charlie's at the mall, California chicken sample of it. You know, <laughs> but like you never saw that leave Austin. Right. All right. Well. All right. I'm not gonna say you're wrong because you're not. And um, then, so I might even go far to say is you're right. So I hope whatever you say, how your score went down. That you had a score at the beginning. Well, no, because I don't think you. I think these are you're saying things that I already kind of. I already thought that it's well, just that's why my star rating dropped a whole star from the. Wait, oh, I almost revealed it. Ooh, you did ooh, reveal it. Uh oh. Um. All right, moving on. Uh. So yeah, but he's still funny. Like I said, I like that when she goes ooh lower and he, he does he like is that good baby and he lowers his voice. How is that's that a good, not mojo? How is that, that is not, mojo. that is so mojo. smooth? I know. The, like the idea of a bit was such. It's such a silly bit. So so nicely pulled it off. So excellently. He pulled it you off need, so you well. Need levels it was of just mojo that... like you need so much confidence because if he didn't have confidence, an unconfident man can't hit that joke. He would. He I, I'm joke. being so serious. That is such a good example <laughs> because if he did not have confidence, he would have been like, oh, yep, of course. Like he would have like yeah. nervously gone down. But he had mojo. He had confidence. He had he it was, all along. He just didn't he, realize it till the end. Then what the fuck did he lose? And why were they so concerned about it? Because movie. Corey because movie come up with a different movie then i don't know this wasn't a movie i didn't write it i'm not talking about you but you're trying to justify it saying they came i'm up, not trying to, i'm agreeing they with up, you they came up with the movie i've been agreeing i've been agreeing with you the whole time every time you say something i say you're not wrong in fact you might be right let's get back on track this is we're talking about this is the track all right but to actually get back on track uh i hate you felicity uh has to go shag fat bastard um right shag well by any means necessary. By any means. And we all know, as an audience, we all know what that means, because Austin did that last movie. How? By any means necessary. I have another, I have another scrape with the, yeah, with the movie. Yeah, go here. ahead. How in the world is her sticking something up his butt enough mm. to track him? Like, that dude, like... She wanted it to stay at court, and he wasn't wearing any clothes. I understand, but, like, up the butt? <laughs> Are you questioning her strategy? That's such like of Where course. Where would you shove it, Corey? I just I have Corey, no idea. I'd say we were in Quantico by she looked our like she didn't know spell Quantico. She looked anyway. She looked like she didn't know where she wanted to put it, so she just made Next up question, on the spot. Please. She just made up on the spot up his butt. But like what? She made a judgment call. Agents in the field are trained to make judgment calls. But it just does like, of course, that's going to leave his body Our so soon. Government. But it ends up, it ends up painting yes. well. It ends up working because after after the the poopy joke, I'm sure you liked that Cole. After your how much you love the po- the poopy joke in the last movie, you want to talk about the Austin eating shit joke, Cole? That wasn't as funny, but poop humor is funny, man. We can't deny that. Wow, and wasn't I, as funny I'm theme sick. for this movie. I did, I did. Like, he goes, well, Austin, that's shit. And he goes, oh, good, it's not just me then. You know, like that was. That was pretty It's good. very nuts. It is still gross. That, so. that, but that line kind of, it line that, salvaged a gross That, poopy that joke. contributed to the two. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, they found like some sample in, in the fat bastard stool or whatever. With no, the tracker. the tracker was in the stool. 
the right. trap. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They find the stool, then they take the stool sample, and then they find that it had some why type of plant that, that came from some type of island. Why couldn't that have been the goal all along? To find the island? Or to take his take stool. His stool? To take his stool. Because they didn't know if he'd been to the island or not. I don't think that's something but casual. That, you can't just assume he's about. eating a specific plant that's only native to a certain island. You can't just assume No, 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 no I know. But, like, why couldn't you say we need to analyze his stool to see if there's anything that can give us a hint at where Dr. Evil is. I'm kind of confused on what you're complaining about here. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just... I. What's I your, what's your I angle know. here? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, they go. They get to the secret island. Uh, they're captured after some shadow puppet bits. Um, what What are your thoughts <laughs> on the, the shadow puppet scene called the tent? I think that was... Uh, Contributed. I mean, it's definitely that did, that did contribute as well. <laughs> I was that was always one of my favorite parts. See, up, I sure. thought it was a little funnier because they do it in the first one where, um, what's her name? The a lot of vagina. She's getting changed. Well, that's that's, that's that, but there's no no no. That's not the same bit. Yeah. That's just using a silhouette. That's not a bit. Yeah. That's just her being really yeah. attractive. But they but they use the silhouette idea. But they take it to like. Like the smoke, very different area. Yeah, the smoke, the, uh, the, the knots, gerbil. the gerbil. Yeah, yeah. Um, the beer, opening the beer from his butt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's funny. It starts with the rope. I think <laughs> it's, it's really... what make it. What, what else do you have in here? He's like, oh, I don't know. Whatever, whatever he goes, whatever like pops into my mind, I'll put in there. <laughs> what, what's what makes it funnier <laughs> for me is the guys outside being like, these uh, people who are, are these people? sick. You know, like, they're waiting, and it's not until she goes, oh, I found the grenades, and they're like, oh, wait, stop. And then he stands up and more fall out, and I don't really understand what fell there, because he's not in front of the bag anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, but, she picked up the bag. Yeah. Right, and when he stands up, you still see stuff fall. Yeah. Like, from, like, so wait a minute, are we supposed to assume? I don't know, I don't know. No, wanna... she picked up the bag upside down, <laughs> oh. so the rest would fall out. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. I didn't remember the way she was holding she it. She grabbed the bag. She like <laughs> reached for the back of the bag while she was doing it. Yeah. Well, I guess they fooled me like they fooled those uh, island henchmen. Um, I don't think they were trying me- to fool you. Meanwhile, up in uh, up in Dr. Evil's lair up there in the hollowed out volcano, it's he's doing a – we got some song. Lair. We got the – Stupid. Horrible. Hated that. D- okay. Well, there's two. I liked – I really enjoyed that he was doing the What If God Was One Of Us <laughs> songs on the piano and everyone's just standing there watching him perform. I do like that. Didn't understand it. Um, but then they do the Will Smith cover. Didn't like that either. With just the two of us, which is a song that I had on a mixtape uh, growing up on the CD. We used so to I watch know, it. I do know every line of it. I don't know how well it really works. As a child, I loved it. Uh, but I can tell you now, if I watched it for the first time, like this age, like Corey may or may not have done because he didn't really remember much of the movie. I can, I can, I can assume that it's pretty stupid. It's definitely, you know, it's parodying it's very this this movie i felt like had more pop culture jokes that kind of time stamped it a bit well yeah it that joke definitely works in 1999 for a generation now who didn't know will smith as a rapper well it's not even yeah i don't that even think it's that it's just kind of silly it, it was is, just it, it just kind of silly it felt so out of place like so random like what are we doing? Why are we just singing a song in the middle of this? Like, I understand, like, it's it's goofy, but that's not even, like, a trope to James Bond. I don't think 
Like I don't know, but I don't imagine. No, Bond I, villains don't sing much. Like what no. was the, like then what like what was the point of that? the point like, of I just it? Was, don't understand. And, and, it was it was I, to make again. It's, it's good, making it's fun of itself. It's trying to say we're it, it, we're well, silly. It's, it's cheeky. It's trying to be cheeky, like pop culture relevant stuff. And they do that a lot with like him quoting Jerry Maguire to the president and all the president not getting any of the references he's doing because he's too dumb to realize that he's quoting things that haven't come out yet. It, like it that just, stuff doesn't really work for me. Just did not. Um. Work. So no, you know I agree with you there, Corey. Um, so Fat Bastard reveals what he did with Felicity. Austin gets upset. It's the old switcheroo from the last movie we were talking about. Pretty much the same thing, except the roles are reversed. Uh, everyone goes to the moon. Um, because, you know, like, that's so, where the laser is. And now we're parodying the Bond film Moonraker, where Bond does go to the moon. So this is actually from a Bond movie. Him going I didn't mind them going to the moon. Because oh. it was... I figured... So, I, I didn't, like... Oh my god, I love that they're going to the moon. But I was like, okay, whatever. Oh really? You weren't giddy about the moon thing? I wasn't like, I wasn't like, yay! Oh, but I, I also wasn't like, oh my god, why are they going? To, I was just like, okay, they're in yeah, the moon. okay, yeah. I mean, put it this way: things that they want us to accept as an audience, go, them going to the moon, fine. I got, I'm, <laughs> I am, I am um, all fine. with Whatever, that. sure. No, do do as you will. No, problem. Austin Powers, Spider Shack me. Do as you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Corey was not a fan. Um, everybody, we get the boss fight. Uh, by the way, Heather, I just do want to throw out there, Heather Graham looks amazing and everything. She's the hottest astronaut I've ever seen. Um, so they have a little mini boss fight with Mini-Me. Austin does, at least. Um, I always have enjoyed the Mini-Me fight scene here, especially when he crawls into Austin's uh, suit. suit. That was good. Right. I do. At one point, Austin does like just like finally get a hold of him and just throw him against a pole. <laughs> and the way they just kind of like boink and hits the ground. That was always kind of funny. To oh, me. oh, you little bugger. Yeah. Well, and then Mini Me gets up. He, he like, Austin like begs him to stop him. He's like, stop, no more, no more. And, and then, then Mini Me comes up and gives him his glasses. He's like, oh. And then he's like, peace. He's like, oh, okay, peace. And then Mini Me flicks him off. And you just hear Austin like, go like, that's not right. And then, <laughs> and then he starts getting beat up again. Like, so that's that scene works for me. I like, and then he shits him out into space, you know, like Leia. And Last Jedi. Um, I salute you. Yeah, that's scene. I do like that moment. We're um, going to talk about Last Jedi really quick. Yeah, we want to fit that in there. No, We got no. an extra hour plus to add to the podcast. We can um, We can talk about that. I cannot time. wait for all you audience members to hear what I think about that movie. If you're not one of the 99% of people who already know me, who know how I Spoiler feel about that alert, movie. He wasn't a fan at first. Yeah, Cole and I were. Cole, well, you just spoiled it by saying at first. Now they know that I like it. We were gonna we were gonna tease the Star Wars season until the end of the podcast. Oh, it's gonna be the last thing we do. Last thing we ever cover. We're finally gonna cover all the Star Wars. So films. they know once we start covering Star Wars, they're like, oh, we're on the clock now. Yeah, when we get to Last Jedi. All right, whatever. Whatever. Um, at least you get you guys don't know what I feel about Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, he didn't like it. Spoiler alert. I have thoughts on it. Um, so. He Austin gets to the you know the main room of the, the the moon layer and you know he gets the ultimatum. You can you can either save the girl or save the world or whatever. I did um, like what he did here. You did like what he did here. He saved the world. Yeah, he goes and he goes judo kick and he kicks Frau in the face. Um, oh, it was too late. Frau Farbissen. Yeah, uh, Felicity dies. He catches up to Doctor Evil and you know there's a dumb I am your father a little bit there with the voice thing or whatever. And then Doctor Evil just kind of goats him into like. Why? Why would you not just go back and pretty much t- tells Austin how to win? Yeah. Um, well, that way he. Uh, that way he could escape. Yeah, he can still get away. Right. It's like you can still have everything you want, but I have to leave. Like, yeah. So it's not everything. He's not winning completely. Yeah, I don't. I think he could probably still incapacitate Doctor Evil and then go do that. But it, it, either way, Easily. it's fine. I, I, 
I don't care. But then there's not a movie. Right, Corey. Now you're really picking up on this. I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> so, Corey's learning. Yeah. He's learning. It's how franchise... You're going to have to get used to this. When on a franchise podcast, you're going to have to get used to the, the movies doing franchise things, you know? And by that, I mean writing that doesn't... Might not make 100% Why sense. Why does it not have to make sense? I'm being sarcastic. It should. Stop. Uh, Stop it. On your it side. It seemed like you were defending these <laughs> Did assholes. Did you hear what I was... <laughs> <laughs> Get a load of these assholes. It's a movie franchise podcast. Um, New name coming soon. So he does go back in time and runs into Austin from 10 minutes ago. uh, And they both are just amazed at how sexy each other are. Um, Just fake shooting. Yeah. Well, at one point, at one point, they're like kind of like waiting there. Like they don't know what to do. And like Dr. Evil's like thinking. And then Austin's like mouths out to him like, uh, and then Doctor was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, fire the laser or whatever." So like he's Austin like, gives him no, the line. Like, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like that Austin telling him to f- say "fire the laser" or whatever. Like that's good. Um, but yeah, and then you know the two Austins let both save the day. But then you know Doctor Evil throws the mojo. They both die for it. You know they you know predictably run into each other. It, it shatters, and you know that's 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 all she wrote for the for the red mojo. Um, but Felicity tells him he had it all along. Look at what he did without it. And that's what Corey's been saying. Then what was the point? Like, Corey picked up on it the whole movie. Austin didn't learn it till the end. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I understand, like, oh, it was always a part of you. Like, then what did Dr. Evil take? One, what did Dr. Evil take? Maybe? Two, why did it affect him so much? Like, why did it affect Dr. Evil with that sip so much? And why didn't it, like, affect Austin at all? all right, it seemed another, like at the beginning. And then, wait, 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 one second. And then, like, why, it just, it, it seemed like it, it came down to it was only his mojo when it came to, like, actually having sex. It didn't seem like anything else was affected. Like, why not have it at the beginning him like being very timid and very shy very nervous and very anxious about things and then as the movie progresses he gets like a little bit more confident here a little bit more confident here but he's still saying like no i've i've lost my mojo i gotta get it back like he's still very like adamant on it and but you slowly see him like oh he's starting to do these things again like yeah. oh maybe it is it is could have been handled better it could have been it but instead it was just like oh this scene he doesn't have it next scene he's gonna have it completely and he's gonna be like oh of course it was always in you look at you like yeah. it's just didn't make sense yeah i don't have an answer for it yeah you're right i was gonna say uh in the movie space jam um with bugs bunny and michael jordan um when at halftime michael jordan or bugs bunny fills up a water bottle with water and then writes michael's secret stuff on it yeah you know like and says so like oh it's, yeah it's a placebo effect and yeah. so dr evil taking a bit of the mojo that that would explain the dr oh, evil thing so you're saying that doc it might have okay and he might have just been like oh now i'm feeling myself because i got the mojo and it might be the reverse placebo effect for austin powers is that he's like oh he just he has these things he just thinks that they're not as cool because he doesn't think he has his mojo Here's my question. What was the point in stealing the mojo? Right. Well, that's what Scott Evil brought up when he said, why don't you just go back and shoot him to begin with? And it's just because this is his plan. Dr. Evil made a plan. He was really proud of it. And that's what he wants to do. Okay? And that, that one I will defend the movie on. I will defend the movie on that because the whole okay. joke is Dr. Okay. Evil will okay. always make that. those plots. I'll accept it. Yeah. I'll accept that part. But... <laughs> <laughs> I still just don't. I don't. I, I don't appreciate how they handled the entire thing of it. Like, 
whatever. Maybe I'll give you it was a placebo with Doctor Evil. You can see that. I'll ta- I'll I'll let you have. You it. Give me that one. I don't like it, but I'll let you have it. Right. You know, at this point, I'll let you have it. Right. I He's don't. Giving one, it. One point I think. For me. I think. With my point with Austin Powers, like having to slowly realize that it was a placebo, or not even slowly realize, but slowly like see that he can keep doing these things and that it wasn't actually real. That so yeah. it wasn't a real thing. I still think that is very valid, and I don't like how they handled it yeah. with Austin Powers. I'll give it to you with Boom. Dr. Evil. You hear but that, Cole? He likes the movie now. He, that's he, not what I said. <laughs> that's what he said. We persuaded um, him four right. out of five. with our hard work. <laughs> four out of five. I wouldn't go that far. Um, fat Bastard assassination attempt. Oddly reminiscent, of course, repeating the same beats like we've been saying of uh, you know random task going on the showing up at their little honeymoon celebration at the end and trying to kill them in the first one. That's what Fat Bastard does in this one. He's got the sad line of like, uh, you know, like, I eat because I'm fat. I'm fat because I eat or whatever. You know, that's kind of sad. And then, I, I but then they kind of just goes back on it and, and then they I'm make a fat joke about how big he is when he falls, you know. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not, I don't really care. I, the fat bastard jokes really don't land for me at any point, really. But, um, you know, kudos to Mike Myers for adding another character. And now he plays three of them. And the next one he'll play four. Can't wait. Um, so. Um, First time I ever saw this, I was like, why the fuck is Shrek's voice coming out of that man? Did you not realize that all three of them were Mike Myers? Well, I knew it was Mike Myers, but I was like, why is that Shrek's voice? Like, because. Where's Shrek's I was, voice? I was eight. You should have looked at a globe and seen Scotland and learned about accents. Yeah. Did did you look at a globe? Get some media literacy, eight-year-old Cole. All right. Um, I'll use the time machine time, and go with, back. With this thing I call it time machine. Yeah. Um. So Scott is Frau's kid. We get that confirmation. Uh. After oh, well, that's in the credits. Uh. We do get the the the, the penis rocket bit. Uh, that reminded me of airplane a lot. Of everyone saying the different thing, it did get me with uh. When the, when the Woody Harrelson bit, where they're like, Woody! And it's like Woody Harrelson getting an autograph or whatever. Yeah. You know, some of those were pretty good. Um, I, I, I enjoyed that. Bit. I could have done without them. Oh, really? Was there something like that in the first one? I can't remember. I feel like there must have been, right? It's it some, seemed familiar, it's but I don't remember the what it was in the first one. It's from not. Rick and Morty. Well, then, okay, then, well, okay well, we do have to Morty. acknowledge that this no, was No, 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 I'm not saying, no, I, I understand this was first, but I think that's the other one that I'm thinking of. Was it from something else before that? Was it in the first one? Yeah, yeah, it's in the first one because there's a self-referential joke that's made in the third one that I'll talk about when we get to the third one. Stop, 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 stop. Was this, that joke, like, them saying wiener a bunch of different ways, like, cutting away, was that in the first one? Yeah. What was it over? Johnson. It was the same thing. It was the same It was the same joke. It was all about the dick rocket in the first one, too. There was a dick rocket in the first one? Wasn't? Didn't That's what he ended. That's how the movie ended, right? I thought it was a laser in space. Maybe. Yeah. He didn't have a laser in space. I don't remember. I don't remember. He didn't have a laser in space in the first one. I'll admit that I really don't remember if they did this in the first one or not. It seems like they did, but I can't remember what it was about. I just remember. I feel like it, was, it must have been about dick and balls because else what, what else would it have been about? It must have been about dick and balls, which okay, is what I the think... rocket is. And I feel like it's because. It was it about boobs? He left in a rocket in the first one, in that same But he rocket, left in the big boy. In, at the, well, at the beginning of the first one. He, he was left still in the, in the big boy. He ended in the big boy? I thought he ended in the big boy. No, I think yeah, he ended. No, there's, it's in the middle. I can't remember what the hell it's about, but I remember the general screaming at uh, 
It was he's Dick. the general. It was a Green in this one. He said Johnson in this one. Oh, I thought the Johnson was in the first one. Right, but it's the no, same it's guy. This, it's this one. Isn't no. it the same guy? Yeah, there yeah. It's, a, um, why would they not repeat the Johnson thing in both movies? There's not a Johnson thing in the first one. It's Clint Howard. Yes, there's a Johnson thing you know, in the first one. Yeah. See, this is good. This is how we corner the market. What other podcast is going to argue about <laughs> <laughs> the? The dick joke from dick Austin joke Powers from and whether or not it was repeated. It wasn't in the first one. Yeah. I mean, I. You know, it, it doesn't sound right, but I don't remember enough about the first it one. It wasn't in the first wrong. one. I didn't like it either way, but it wasn't in the first All one. Right. I thought well, it was lazy. Thank you for defending its uniqueness to this movie specifically. Um, it, yeah. <laughs> it's one of the one yeah. unique thing that this movie. So we did. have the movie. The movie is over now. Uh, during the wow. credits, we have a Austin walks in. Here is Felicity having sex. Missed this too. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, so he he walks to his door. Let me see if you can guess the bit then. Uh, Does she he die? walks to his door. <laughs> he 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 hears her being like, oh, oh, you know, she's having sex in there, and he's like, oh no, Felicity. And he walks in, and she comes out from under the covers. You know, she you know like naked or whatever. And he's like, Felicity, how could you? And she's like, Austin, how are you? Like you know, so like. What do, you, what, what do you think happened? Mini-me? No, no, no. <laughs> no, he's in space. Um, the, oh, the, the... The other Austin. The other from Austin. 10 minutes ago. Sad. You know? And then that's when Austin is not even mad. He's like, he's like, well, I have to admit that, like, he is a sexy, ba- like, sexy bastard or whatever. Like, he's a sexy bitch or whatever. Like, I, I can see why you cheated on me with him type of thing. Yeah. And then they're both, like, laughing with each other. They're like, hey, you can't blame me, mate. Like, I... I I couldn't resist or whatever. And like the, the the two Austins are just joking about like what just happened. And Felicity's just kind of like, Oh, okay. Um, so my question when watching this is, would you yes. have a threesome yes. with a clone of yourself? Yes. And yes, the answer is yes. Yes. No, it's technically not a clone though. Yeah. It's him. Right. Okay. It's... With you, would you have sex with you and another woman of your choosing Cole? Is that other person Heather Graham? Let's say it's any any of the three uh, Austin Powers women. Ooh, if it's Beyonce. No, I, I you know, like I, of course you couldn't go wrong with any of them. Um, so you're you're saying you would enter into an MMF with yourself and and yeah, why not another F? It's almost like you're not. It's not even really. A, it's not really like a th- another F. <laughs> well, like as an an F an F. <laughs> It's not really like a threesome at that point. It's just there's two. Oh, so you you would argue it's a twosome. There's three bodies, but there's only two people there. Oh, okay. Okay, this is good. Um, yeah. Is this is this the content? Would you room? call it? Would you would you call this a two and a half some? Is that a I thing? Would call this a, I think a twosome. Just sex. That's I just. Think, I think look, it's just two we people. We can um we can get into this. Two people. How about three this? Bodies. How about this? How about this? How about two this? Two people, three bodies. We can get into this? this in our other podcast. Um, but. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> How about this? Would would you consider it a threesome mm. if... Uh, no, go on. I'm trying to figure out the best way to, like, word this. Yeah, be careful. Well, I don't, I don't think <laughs> I have to be careful. I'm just trying to think of, like, what I'm trying... What I'm thinking of, I'm trying to articulate yeah, it Yeah, paint me a picture. Uh, Conjoined twins is not... Oh, right. boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, that's not good. So, never mind. I don't want to talk about it. All right. Uh, okay. Well, um, you've really given me a lot to think on. <laughs> I would still argue that's two people. Obviously. I wouldn't even have to argue it. It is two people. I don't just really one, think two, so. Two people, I, I one body? Of course. it's the same. So, what? Wait, what? 
It's two people. There are two. I would say that's still a threesome. Specimen. That's still a threesome. Here's the thing. What if Austin from ten minutes ago mm. and Austin in the present? What if ten minute like Austin in the present did experience that like in the ten minute ago past? So is he? Well, well. So it's like it's the same person. So event like eventually. Right, but that's Austin, not how that works. Austin does go forward by this time travel rules. That's not how that would work. Because they became they, they entered okay, into so two different. Okay, so then by this time travel rules, it's two separate people. There really are no rules. I'm just saying I don't think Austin has. That's sex what I'm with saying. Her. Like I think Austin the rules are, se- but they were both existing in that same moment I in time I when they I walked in. But on they're each the other. same person. Right. Same. Yes, but they've been doing different things since the the end, the climax of the film. But they are still the same Austin. Right. They've just been sent. Yeah. They've since gone okay. on their own paths. Can we? Uh, can we? Move I still think it's I, just. Well, I, I, I think, think it's just this regular. is the most interesting part of the, the, the discussion it, we've had so far. I don't. Think, I don't think it's a threesome. Okay. I have no evidence to back up my claim. I would say the conjoined twins would be a threesome. That, just to make yeah, that clear. No, it would be. They're I their own saying, people. I I know that's why I was like I'm not gonna say this correctly because that's not exactly what I mean. But like that's what I'm thinking of. So it does. It does make raise interesting questions about. How that? I, okay, never mind. Um, so yeah, Doctor Evil recovers Minnie Me in space, and that's that's the end of the film. That's that. That was it. Well, it was nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we are gonna move on to the next section. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, called award season. Ah, oh, I have no awards to give out. Apparently, they straight off course, and we're fairly certain they're in guerrilla hands. So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for? Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. All right, in award season, Corey's going to have to give out an award. Um, <laughs> it's uh, for his MVP of the film. So we'll start with Corey. I'll give it to Mini Me. I think he was, so, he, was my favorite, he was my favorite part of it. I, I don't. I didn't really like all the other characters I could have done without. I think he did well. But yeah, I don't. He is the freshest angle that they bring to the movie. And I feel like he actually he got enough screen time so we could actually. He's like, funny. Yeah, he's very funny. Vern Troy is very very funny. It, but like I didn't really like Mike Myers in this movie with mm. any of it. Like yeah, he, I, I did none of his characters really did anything for me. I could have done without all of them. Um, I guess I couldn't have done without him. But I just didn't really enjoy him. I was like they didn't. Austin was treated as a joke this entire time. And yeah, he was like funny in the first one, but he was funny and he was cool and he was just like a part of the joke was like he's not like what your typical spy would look like or typical secret agent would look like but that was that was part of the joke but he wasn't the joke people mm-hmm. treated him very seriously he treated himself very seriously he was just like a goofy guy and this one he was the joke people treated him like a joke yeah i so i mean in dr evil it was just confusing i didn't really like any of them except mini me mini me was right. good heather graham was fine okay. but she didn't really do anything for me it was basically the exact same character as the first one except like now we know like it's just doesn't couldn't mean nothing. I mean, I I know it's just part of like the wink, but no, maybe. So Vern Troyer, yeah. Long story <laughs> short, <laughs> so you're Vern <laughs> right? All right, Cole, go ahead. Um, I mean, I gotta agree with Vern Troyer, freshest character, mm. and definitely the funniest bits came from him, like being in the him trying to kill Scott. I mean, the little like in sync with Doctor Evil, like parentheses fingers i mean it was all really funny and i did enjoy his fight with austin that's probably one of my favorite scenes yeah be just him and austin going at it you know i uh you guys are definitely not wrong there uh you know i i was 
gonna say Mike Myers again, um, just because again, for most valuable person in this movie, I do think even though I I'm not as obviously as pleased with um, the the executions uh, of of these characters and the story again, because you know he also was the writer for it or you know one of the writers. Um, um, you know, repeating the same gags wasn't as happy with that. I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with Heather Graham is my MVP actually. Um, I think uh, she brings a lot of charm to it. Uh, she's definitely the the bit of energy to the movie that you know is kind of sapped by it just kind of being a retreat of everything from the first one. Um, man, I don't know. This is bad podcasting. I almost want to change it back to Vern Troyer with you guys, but no, uh, I'll leave it at Heather Graham because she she's good. She is good. But Vern Troyer was also great, and you know, obviously Mike Myers is very important. But I'll, I'll I will go with Heather but Graham. He sucks. My MVP of the movie. So that was um. That was my very non-committal answer for this episode. I'll try to be more committal in the future. I'm sorry, listeners. Um, so we're just going to move on and give our final thoughts in, a, in, the, in the review section. says that they insist on outside opinions. What kind of opinions? Well, you're kind not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, let's face it, in your particular field, you're the top minds. And All right. Could... Um, well, you know what? I'll, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll lead it off this time. I let Corey go first this last time. Uh, but... Um, I'm gonna give it three out of five. Um, I and you know I'll even concede that maybe the three out of five is a tad generous. Um, it's definitely a movie I grew up with, and and I, that doesn't mean it's any better. But it just it does make it kind of harder to divorce the positive feelings I have about it at times. But though I will admit that I did come away from it less positive than I thought I was gonna come away from it this time. I haven't watched it in a long, long time. Um, but I do always remember thinking I liked it almost as much as the first one, and then when I watched this one, I realized that that was not the case at all. I like the first one, like, leaps and bounds more than this one. Um, it's a sequel in every sense of the word, and that it brings back, you know, the same, pretty much almost all of the same characters, uh, all, like, pretty much all the plot beats, just reversing the roles, and, and pretty much brings back a shit ton of, of the same bits from the first one, and just kind of reuses a lot of the same jokes. Um, so the freshness is all but gone, um, and the jokes are definitely more hit and miss. A lot of them are kind of pop culture related, which I, like I said earlier, I, I'm not always a big fan of those. Um, you know, even in like this is an offshoot, but like even in like even in a movie like Glass Onion, like the new Knives Out movie, where it has like pop culture references that feel too time stamped, and you know, just just more like, oh look, this is a movie, and you know these things like that are happening in the current world, or 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 these people, these celebrities that you know in the current world. Look, like, like Benoit like- Blanc does a. A fucking, you know, he's playing fucking Among Us with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, and Natasha Lyonne. Like and that. Steven Sondheim. Yeah, like what the fuck is going on there? I, I don't know, whatever. Angela Lansbury, That's completely too. unrelated to this movie. Um, But either way, I'm not a big fan of those types of jokes. A lot of them are lazy, but a lot of them are... And I laughed enough and appreciate... I still appreciate the Dr. Evil and Austin Powers characters enough. Not a big fan of the Fat Bastard character that Mike Myers adds, but that those, you know, Dr. Evil and Austin... Plus Mini Me and Basil and Heather Graham, um, it's enough for me to say that I enjoy the movie enough. And any movie that I enjoy, I give it at least a two and a half. You know, if I enjoyed the movie, and I'd say this is enough for me to give it a, a three because I, I do have these positive feelings about it. So it's, it's a it's a generous three out of five for me. I'll give it a two and a half out of five. Um, it's just not as timeless as the first. No, I mean. All. The, the bits don't land, and almost it feels like Mike Myers, which, 
Like, more power to him for trying something new, adding a new character. But it feels like he's trying a bit too much to make all these jokes land with all these different characters. And it doesn't hit as well when it was just, like, the two of these characters. And then there's the self-referential line where he's holding the gun up to Dr. Evil and going, We're not so different, you and I. Like, it's, it's not the same, and yeah, it's still funny, it still makes me laugh, but it's, it feels a little stretched thin. I mean, the best parts, like Corey said, were the beginning, and then it kind of doesn't, the recreation doesn't work as well as it did the first time. It, yeah. Corey? Two stars. I talked about it a lot during the episode, but mm. just two stars. I I didn't change my mind. I still am not a huge fan but, of this. But you did not go to one like you thought you were. You said you were going to do at the beginning. No, like I, I I was I was kind of being dramatic at the beginning, but I was I was trying to. There's enough. There's enough that I would say one. You star like the is... you like to have the mystery there with it, and so yeah. that's why I was just like maybe it's going to be. Yeah, one. I, I, do, gonna... I do like that you put that out there. You know, um, you, you had me wondering. You know? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that was good. No, it's definitely not one star. I, it's just not. Yeah, that's, it, that's reserved just, for like terrible. Yeah, that's movies. bad movies. Yeah. All right. Uh, so move on to our last section called the post credit scene. You're still here. It's over. Go home. All right. Uh, so if you guys had to guess which movie we're gonna cover on our next episode. What would you guess it is? Um, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Um, ooh, Glass there onion. will be blood. Mmm, mmm. Put those two together, and you get Austin Powers' gold member. Um, that's not how that. That adds that out. is how the math. You haven't even out. seen. Right. <laughs> there will be blood. Right. Um, I'm gonna watch it. Tonight. We'll cover that when when there will be blood gets its sequels. We'll cover that one. No, come um, on. I don't want it to have sequels. <laughs> Right. Um, Paul Thomas Anderson. We're doing doing the final film. The final film in the Austin Powers trilogy. Austin Powers and Goldmember with, you know, Beyonce Knowles and Michael Caine and all that. We're going to get into all that stuff. I'm actually really excited to watch that one again because that's the one I've seen the least for sure. And I haven't seen that one also in a long, long time. It was the one I always looked at as my least favorite of the three, which coming off of this one, which I didn't like as much as I thought I did. Um, it kind of worry you? It, it, a tad. A tad worried. But maybe, you know, with my more refined taste, I'll find things to enjoy that, you know, Child's Act did not in such a deep uh, cinematic well that is the Austin Powers franchise. Oh, gosh. Right. Um, Corey, have you seen Goldmember? I can't remember. Right. Uh, cool. <laughs> I know you have, right? Yeah. Yeah, we... Uh, the Faja line from that movie is quoted oh, around Yeah, that house. is where that is from. Yeah, that's quoted around my house yeah. on a regular basis. So, yeah, we like that one. Okay, uh, I know I, I like a lot of the people on uh, the fast lane like to when they're talking about Goldschmidt, Paul Goldschmidt, the St. Louis Cardinals. For any of our non-St. Louis audience out there, I hope you exist. Um, uh, they always they always do the I love gold thing, which is you know from Gold Member. Um, so we'll, at the very least, we'll be able to talk about that. You listen uh, to the fast lane? Yeah, I love the fast lane. You don't like them? I think that's the inspiration for this show. 
You know, oh. I've always thought of ourselves as the fast lane of, of movie franchise podcasting. So oh we'll be coming to you with our next one pretty soon. Um, uh, maybe the same day. We don't know when we're rolling these out. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I think it would not be a bad idea to drop the entire whatever. We uh, should take a one franchise. Take, either time. way, if the, if the episode isn't out now for Gold Member, when you're re- listening to this one, that's what's coming next. Um, we definitely won't do this with like Rocky, where there's nine movies. We right, we wouldn't drop all nine at the same time. We yeah. might. Yeah. Unless you fucking bet us that we won't, in which case we might have to. Don't bet on it. Don't bet. Don't bet on it. Don't do it. All right. So that's gonna be uh the end of uh the second official episode of Get a Load of This Movie a franchise movie a podcast. movie a franchise movie podcast about a movie, movie franchises franchise and podcast. um right exactly um so uh thanks for hanging out and uh, listen to our next episode please give us you know positive ratings not necessarily like. Honest ratings, like just positive ratings on like Spotify or Apple Music. What like, we did, how about good. This? we don't want to know what we can do better. If you hate, if you hated this, let us know it, why. Leave a comment and tell us why you hated this. Nice but give it. it like five stars and then tell us, or else we're not going to read it. You know, well, and if you don't yeah. want us to read it, then we're not. If gonna it's one star, constructive criticism. If it's no, one tell us, star, don't be destructive. Be really personal with me. Tell <laughs> cut to the core. Of if you could change one thing about us as people, not even as podcasters, yeah, what would it actually be? don't even comment on this podcast. Yeah. Just comment and on let us. Let us know uh, your thoughts on the 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 MMF question. On if you would what you would do in that situation. I'm still I'm still solid where I stand. It's just two people. Yeah. There. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cole is not committal. I I just don't know what. Should we talk about the other? Uh, never mind. See All ya. Right. So that was Austin Powers, the Cole who shagged me. We'll we'll talk about it next week in uh, Austin Powers and Gold Member. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>